Hello and welcome everyone to Current Events, the podcast about what two randos on the internet are watching on television. And right now that's Star Trek Discovery Season 2, tonight, Episode 3, Point of Light. Yeah. And, uh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm getting to the point where every time I watch this show, I'm you know, embarrassedly recall that I once said it was, wasn't written very deeply. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm, I'm, I'm so jealous because, you know, it's when you writing a television series or series of novels, you know, is different from writing a standalone story. You, you, you create a certain world for your story and you operate within it. And then, you know, that's sort of the confines of it. But when you're doing a series, uh, you have to create a much more rich, environment that gives you all these levers that you can pull and uh, i'm just amazed by you know what what they've been able to do with uh georgiou and ash tyler and laurel and yep. uh it's it's really it's it's really amazing and and it, it, it was a very pleasing episode i was i was really pumped when uh when the credits rolled yes yes it was good all right, you want to do the IMDb recap? No, oh, we're actually... going to start skipping that because it's just been useless. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a joke anyway, Yeah, right? it was a joke, and I'm but tired I, of I it. Sh- so. <laughs> yeah, I, I should say that I am Jake McMillan, and you are Mike Slocum. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here having a great time. <laughs> we should just do this as the anonymous podcasters, since I always forget to inter- <laughs> introduce who we are. <laughs> the two randos. <laughs> the two randos. I'm Rando 1, <laughs> this is Rando 2 joining me. Okay, so we open up with uh, a uh, dub overdub with uh, Burnham doing her personal log, mm-hmm. and she feels uh, like she's at a point of failure because she can't figure out what it is about the seven red bursts, the seven signals, mm-hmm. and she feels like that's going to cost her a chance to renew her relationship with spock yeah she just can't figure out what did he see in them it's like she's at a dead end she's sort of because yeah and we find out later she doesn't know the whole story yeah uh yeah so um then we cut to tilly running a half (laughs) marathon aboard a deck (laughs) and being hassled by her invisible friend may may (laughs) yeah and uh so this is really interesting because i figured that once they were done with the uh the rock Mm -hmm. may would be gone too i kind of assumed that she came from you know some sort of energy from inside the the rock rock or whatever but but not no no we find out completely differently and uh she panics tilly so badly that tilly uh beats the ship record (laughs) marathon really pushes it flinging herself down the hallway to get away from this uh ghost that's chasing her yep yep and uh, my thought here was that oh well may must be uh some sort of product of the mycel network Mm -hmm. right um that uh, I was thinking more, uh, less than what it turned out to be, and more that like the the mycelial network is just connected with her subconscious or something. Yep. Yep. Um, and then we Close. cut to chaos Close. on the bridge, which is becoming a hallmark of this show. That's right. Every time uh, um, you go to the bridge, chaos. Yeah. Yellow alert, red alert, yeah. some alert. Yeah, we don't really need to be there if there's nothing going on. Yeah, and it really true. should be kind of uh, energetic chaos if yes. something is going on. And I love it because it always you know brings me back to the 2009 reboot, which yep. was, did that so well. Um, and it turns out that there is an incoming small ship, and they kind of refusing to identify who they are. Yeah. 
Uh, but it turns out to be Sarek's ship. ship. Sarek's Vulcan ship, yes. It's a Vulcan yeah, shuttle. It's a diplomatic shuttle. Wait, it's a Vulcan shuttle. Wait, it's Sarek's shuttle. Yeah, and then wait, it's not Sarek. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> they always they do this great beam-on thing where they show mm-hmm. Burnham, and they show the effect coming on, and then Burnham's face changes. <laughs> right. Like, oh, it's okay, never not... who she thinks it's going to be. That's right. she wants it to be. Yep. Um, so before uh, Burnham goes up to meet the uh, the person beaming in, um, Pike stops her and says, uh, "Well, they may, w- Sarek may want to have a discussion with you because I reported Spock's <laughs> advance info on the red burst to command." And uh, Burnham says something interesting here because it kind of sets uh, it sets the mood for the rest of the episode. Um, she says, "You didn't." betray your friend you followed the rules yeah yeah right and one of the things that we are used to in uh star trek shows is them just constantly breaking the rules yes. <laughs> you know and so um i liked that that they're they're hewing to the rules a little bit more closely here especially mm-hmm. with this episode right yeah yeah yeah. So, and I just have a note here that the pace, the opening pace of the episode is just blistering. There's just yeah. shortcuts, and they are just blip, 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 back and forth. Something's going on, and like you said, uh, someone beams in. It's not Sarek. It's Amanda, her mother. It's mom. Mom, yeah. hey, how you yes. doing? Yeah. Um, and she whispers, "Spock needs our help." Right. And then we cut to the uh, opening credits, and I had a question for you: Were the wings always in? The, the credit, there's, there's a scene where uh, could be Burnham's outline, uh, you know, just grows a pair of wings. No, I don't think so. I don't think there were Okay, the so that's season. special for this season. Yes. I, I, I thought it probably was. Add a little bit, yes. Yeah. We come back from the credits, and we have uh, just the weirdest thing I think I've seen in a long time. <laughs> and this just keeps getting weirder, right, with <laughs> Ash Tyler. But Laurel uh, and and Ash uh, uh, talking to the uh, Klingon High Council. Mm-hmm. Through flames uh, and fire. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Like... But the weirdest part is the Klingons have hair. Yes. Right? They make a comment about that later. but Yeah, later. But it, for, I have, actually have a note where it's like, did Klingons have hair last season? Because this looks weird. Yeah. Know? And they look like wigs. They, yeah. they One guy's got like a mustache. And I'm like, it literally looks like one of those ones you'd buy at the toy store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hair does not seem to go with these hard skins that they yes. have. You know what I mean? Yep. They, they look like they're made out of polystyrene. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. they probably are. Yeah, they probably <laughs> are, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, um, <laughs> you know, Laurel is trying to uh, consolidate her control over the Klingon Empire, yep. right? Her message is, we are stronger together, mm-hmm. right? And uh, her, her uh, uh, the council is kind of not, some of them aren't having it. They're, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, that's sort of, that's sort of the big, the big deal, right, with, mm-hmm. with this scene is that there's tepid support for this from the, the other houses except for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his name is, I think, Koshel? Yeah, I can't remember. I've, yeah, know. I've got it. Anyway, right yes. Someplace. Kolsha. Kolsha, yes. 
Yeah, Colshaw, and he's uh, he's your grumpy uh, old uncle. Uh, you know, he's mm-hmm. uh, and he's trying to raise the specter of superstition. Right. The, the shortly after she created the you know put all the houses together, the red bursts happened. And, you yeah. Know, seven drops of red blood falling on you know blah blah yeah, blah yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. It's and, an omen. Yeah. He doesn't seem particularly effective either. No. At least the way that the scene is, it presents it. Neither one of them seems to be electrifying the Klingons, yep. probably because they normally get elect- electrified over bloodlust. Yes. Right? And this is just politics. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and Ash jumps in, <laughs> being the, you know, the, the, this human, he is, you know, you've, you've corrupted your, you know, purity or whatever, and Ash jumps in and makes his point. Um, yeah, so he, the, the Kul Shah still has the paint on his face for his house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Ash Tyler, or Volk, I guess, yes. tells him to remove the paint, that that's, we're not doing that no more. Mm-hmm. And they get into a little bit of a tussle, and he wipes that paint off, important enough to say, with his bare hand. Yes. Yeah, and we'll find out how that's important. Yes, but, uh, yes. So um, I had a question about that because I was wondering, like, can Ash Tyler really fight with Klingons? He doesn't really have their strength anymore. I don't think. Well, he has more. He's. I think he's somewhere in between. He's mm-hmm. got. He, he's got a lot of the Klingon sort of innards still, mm-hmm. or you know, somehow he's. I mean, he's like half Klingon. Um, but he's also trained, I mean, he's trained to fight. I mean, he was a security yeah. guy, you know, so I could see him, you know, catching, you know, Klingon by surprise, especially an older, you know, Klingon and, yeah. you know, putting him in his place. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, and we find out later that, that Cole Shaw uh, let him win. Yeah, yep. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so basically what this scene does is it sets up the, the, the primary conflict which is the roadblock that is preventing um, Lorel from consolidating her power and uniting all the houses, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's really no one to, um, to rally around. She's not particularly effective. Uh, she has a human as her consort. Mm-hmm. Or has uh, her, what did they, what did she call him? Oh, not the consort, but a, uh, um, not the enforcer either. I don't know. Protag- uh, whatever. I can't remember that. Yeah, word. I, I don't. I don't remember. But it's essentially, you know, yeah. they don't like the fact that she's uh, sharing her bed with a human, mm-hmm. even though he used to be Volk, yep. um, and was once the torchbearer. Um, well, that's what it is. He's the torchbearer. Yeah. Yeah, Still, he's the torchbearer, yeah. right? And yeah, so nobody's really excited about any of this. They're also not excited about Cole Shaw because he's just basically saying, "Let's make Volk. Let's make." Uh, Chronos uh, great again. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like he's he's trying to, to harken back to what they just came out of, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So nobody's real. Nobody's really jazzed about it, and uh, and it sets up a, a conflict that's going to to play out over the rest of the episode. It's a good scene. Yeah, it was it was it was good. It was, it was well yeah. done. And we then we cut back to Amanda being stonewalled, trying to see Spock, just explaining her. You know, I tried to get in and see him. They wouldn't let me. You know, just but. Uh, she managed to steal some of his medical records. Um, 
interesting. Yeah, which I that. thought was that I thought that was interesting because they're sort of painting this as you know this is a very highly classified situation, but somehow yep. she was able to steal the the medical records and she has them, but they're encrypted. Yes. Yep. And she she wants uh, she wants Burnham to decrypt them, and like, this is where I'm talking about going back with the rules. Burnham is not not comfortable doing that. You know, mm -hmm. she was. She was pardoned for her being yes. Starfleet's first mutineer. She's not really, you know, thrilled about the idea of going back into that that bin, you know. Yep. Yep. So she goes to Pike. Yeah. And says straight up, "We we have this, and we wanna we wanna open it." And they make an argument for it. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, he's not really for it until he talks to the head of the hospital, yeah. who really stonewalls him. And oh, then yeah. spins some stupid story about how Spock killed three of his doctors and escaped. Yes, three and, orderlies, and, and then yeah, 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 yeah he, they actually said doctors. Oh yeah, yeah. He killed three doctors, right? Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, so yeah, so at this point, uh, Pike is not having it. He's like, mm -hmm. yeah, decrypt it. Let's yep. do it. That's an order, meaning he's taking responsibility for yep. for breaking yep. the so rules. Break into the but he record. did try to. He established a need to, to circumvent this particular rule yep. before he just, you know, kirked it. Right, right? Well, because they were going to, yeah, because he basically is going, oh, they're after, they're after Spock. We need to find him first. Right. Um, and to do that, we need to break into the records. So, yeah. Um, to break the records, yeah. We also had an interesting little scene, in, a, little, a little quick cut in here, um, back to uh, Laurel and, and Voke. Um, where she basically expresses that she had feelings for him, and you know, <laughs> goes in for the big, the big embrace, um, and Ash is like, whoa, whoa, because he's still, he's still feeling mostly human. You know, he had, he, he realizes those feelings, but he's like, he's feeling violated by this relationship. Yeah, and he's, he's con very conflicted and, about. And them. he tells her, yes. that, that he feels violated when she touches him. You know. Yeah. And that sucks. Uh, yeah, and then but then there was a weird point where uh, he said, why, why don't you quit speaking English to me? Yes. And I was like, English? I thought it was something like a standard language like Esperanto or something. I didn't uh, think it was English. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm there, you know. Yeah. I think they slipped it could have been a little bit. Federation Standard or something, but, mm -hmm. you know, um, yeah. yeah. But he actually, it's the only time I've ever heard anybody say English Yeah, that I can remember, you know, because yep. they always say standard yeah. uh, instead of English. But, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and she looks different probably because of the hair. Um, yeah, a little bit. Yep. Yes. You know. Yeah. Anyway, it's interesting. So, yeah, so, okay, so we're, yeah, we're, uh, um, uh, um, we're basically at a point where uh, Burnham's got to get into the records. Um, they uh, do, I, um, and we have a nice scene with Amanda and um, and uh, Burnham. Basically, Amanda, like you know, like I struggled as a parent. Um, Sarek wanted Spock raised, you know, Vulcan and without emotion, which was, uh, you know, extremely. It was, you know, emotion was frowned upon, and she had to withdraw. Um, and uh, you know, so sort of, he's feeling that he's probably got suffering from some extreme empathy deficit or has been emotionally compromised, which is bad for a Vulcan. Um, but he's half human, so he's you know struggling to deal with this. Um, yeah, she's af she's afraid from the medical report that they that she raised a psychopath. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, they they call him uh, uh, empathy deprived or something. Mm -hmm. like yeah, that, empathy, right? empathy. It's extreme empathy deficit. Yeah, yes, yeah, and emotionally compromised. Is, yeah, yes, it's, it's um, which it's, is like I say, bad for bad for a Vulcan. Um, yeah, and so they they have this little heart to heart. They're worried about the fact that they've um, that they may have raised Spock to be a psychopath, and then um, Burnham gets a phone call. Yeah, from Ash. Oh yeah. Uh, well, we 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 realize that he drew the Red Angel. That, that that this comes up is that mm -hmm. he drew the red angel long time when he was a child um and uh and obviously it's back now um uh you know there's they're coming to the realization that this is not a figment but um an actual that you know michael burnham sort of getting there getting her head around that this is maybe not a you know a figment or imagination or stress but that was actually something that yeah, she real. saw it. Yeah, she saw it, um, and and Spock drew it. So it's you know, um, mm -hmm. yeah. And before the red bursts. Yes, arrived. before way so, before the red bursts. Yeah, yeah. So actually, as a child, right? Yeah. And we'll find out a little bit more about that later. Mm -hmm. um, then uh, Burnham has to take a call from Ash. She, yes. He. Uh, it kinda, <laughs> and then they do at this point. They they mention that the, uh, the the Klingons are growing their hair out because the war is over. Yes. Like, <laughs> oh, they're yeah. She says something about oh, they're growing your hair. He says yeah, they're, they're yeah. doing that. So, and then um, she so you know basically the uh, the supposed purpose of this call was that uh, he is worried about this insurgency and that the the. Um, United Council is going to fall apart, and that yep. and that there'll be chaos, and then it'll, the war will start back up again. And so, uh, you know, she thanks him for this, but it really, really was uh, calling your ex yes. when you're lonely. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, you know, being with Laurel made him feel lonely. He called Burnham. They had sweet words for each other. Yep. So you know, that's not dead. Yeah. And but yeah, you know, and, we we still get the point that Ash admires Laurel. And mm -hmm. that she admires him, but he just doesn't. It's a painful. It's a painful connection. That, right. That yeah. He, yeah. He's he doesn't have full access to Volk's memories, and so when she touches him, he does not see a former lover touching him. He <laughs> sees an enemy. Yeah, torturer. Him. Yeah. 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 His torturer. Right. Yeah. So, um, and then yeah. then we have. Uh, uh, a great a Tilly scene. scene. <laughs> yeah, where May begins to sort of, we start to understand more about what May is up to, right? Yeah, yes. And that is, and, and my note here is, is May looking for Kirk? Or because something. she asked for a shorter, blonder captain. Yes. <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, this could be really interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's something. Of course, it turns out later that she was looking for Stamets. Stamets, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, he yeah, flies yeah, yeah, the yeah, network. Yeah, yeah. But shadow exercises, shadow exercises. I was wondering, what are shadow exercises? Oh, they're actually shadowing people. And right. Tilly gets Pike. This is so perfect. And so, then freaks out on yeah. him. Okay, in the chair, Tilly. Yeah. She's like, ah, um, yeah. yeah. That was it. Was it was very well done. Um, and she just, you know, she just completely loses it. Um, well, wow. May is uh, hammering her because this is not the captain she's been looking for. Yes, yes. Right? And uh, which, like I said, it turns out that she's actually looking for Stamets because he pilots the, the, the ship through the MySeal network. Mm -hmm. um, 
So, but we don't know this yet. We still suspect that, she, that Tilly may actually be having a nervous breakdown because yes. of all the pressure. Yeah, that's what that's what Tilly thinks, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, oh, and then uh, actually, Pike has a has a really good line. He says, "Instant Tilly, I'm hearing rather considerably fewer syllables from you today. Are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, Pike is great. I really yeah. like this character. He's, he's yeah. really doing it well. And um, then we cut back and we find out. <laughs> I mean, this just freaked me out. Yeah, Ash yeah, gets into it with his uncle. Yeah. And, and um, it turns out Ash is a daddy. Yeah. A baby daddy. Uh, guess who's? <laughs> yeah, so Surprise. I guess all of that torture... Uh, resulted in a baby. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we knew that Klingon sex was probably going to be ugly, but torture? I mean, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. uh, Tilly has a, a break, and she actually quits the program. She yep. can't do it, She and she storms out. And that's when we find we cut over to Ash being told by uh, Laurel's uncle that he's a father, and uh, so then he goes back and has it out with um, Laurel, and yeah. we get the "Why did you call your ex?" scene from every relationship yes. ever. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we get we get a little bit of backstory about the why, why the child is so small, and that you know she's trying to protect a fit. You know, he's they're going back and forth about you know keeping secrets and trying to protect a failed wartime mission and you know there's there's this ob she was trying to protect him you know without obligation and you know then yeah we get into the why why you know why did you call your ex and he's like well she's the only human i trust and um that you know then ash gets into this whole conflict that you know starts oh man you know now now he and volk have to reconcile um because he's you know he's suddenly he has more obligation in this in this universe in this situation now. Yeah, he comes off in this scene like the uh, sort of the bad boyfriend who realize, finds out that he's going to be a father and rededicates himself to the relationship. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the the classic one if, uh, if that is from Barry Lyndon if you've ever seen it. Mhm. Mm yep. Um yeah. but uh but yeah, but this, you know, that's that's his. Those are his words. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's, yeah. well, he's committed to his son. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe not Laurel, but you know, he's going to do whatever it takes to, to you know, yeah, raise this kid. You know, he's he has been he spent quite a few words himself talking about how he doesn't belong on Kronos. Yes. Yep. And he yeah. doesn't belong in either world. He doesn't belong in, you know, with uh, the humans. He doesn't belong with the Klingons. So yep. That kind of, yeah, he that struggles kind of with... If I mean, only there was some sort of weird, freakish place he could go where he would blend right in. Yeah. <laughs> but that would be too happy of an ending. So, uh, yeah. so it turns, Well, he thought so, it was going to be this at first. He thought he could be the bridge between the Klingons and right. the humans. But it comes to be, no, it's... Yeah. It's... He's trust... Instead of a bridge, he's trusted by neither. So Right, exactly. It, he actually caused more problems than he solved. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, and of course he gave Cole Shaw uh, an uh, an entry into uh, you know why Laurel's uh, rule is uh, is invalid. Right. Mm -hmm. So we cut over to uh, Amanda and Burnham, and uh, Amanda tells the story that um, the Red Angel appeared to Spock mm -hmm. the night that Burnham ran away from home. Yes. 
and it told him where she was hiding and they yes. tried to explain it away as logic mm -hmm. but uh, yeah you know yeah saw where she left calculated how long mm -hmm. she was gone but yeah you know no Spock the Red Angel told Spock where it was and Spock told Sarek and Sarek found her um, right yeah. and and so now you know Burnham has to start to uh, look at the Red Angel the same way that they are about to look at May mm -hmm. right which yep. is this is not an illusion. This is a real creature, entity, yes. right? Something. And yeah, so that's a nice knitting together of the two stories. Yes. Yeah, and we get the, you know, this vision basically changed Spock forever. Um, and also we get to the nice, the nice reveal that this is why Burnham left. Um, because the logic trainers, I think, were trying to use... Logic extremists. Extremists, that's right. We're trying to use... Um, uh, him, her to get to him, him to get to her. I can't remember. They would use went. her to get to him. him. If yeah. and if you remember, in the first season, Sarek is almost assassinated by logic yes. extremists. That's right? right. Yes, because he's married a human. Uh, yep. So they would definitely uh, hurt Spock. He's half human and mm -hmm. would just wouldn't think twice about hurting her because yep. she's all human, right? Yeah. So, yep. and so yeah. So she did something. Well, she to, she left. She 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 left to protect him, and she had to hurt him. You know, basically, you know, she had to emotionally break with him um, uh, to to basically so that he would leave. So, you know, you had speculated that they had an affair. You know, that mm -hmm. this was the thing, and I think that I don't think that's the case. I think that this was she had to like uh, emotionally traumatize him so that mm -hmm. they would break that they would have a break so that the logic extremists couldn't use her to get to him. Um, yeah, and it's and interesting because Amanda reacts extremely negatively mm -hmm. to this information. Yep. She takes the medical files and she says she will help Spock and she leaves. Yep, yep. So that's interesting. That is your foster child hurting your biological child yes. and the lines get drawn. Mm -hmm. yep. So now, yeah, so now Burnham just has to watch her go and she feels terrible. And so yep. she, uh, she apparently she goes back to her quarters, and oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, yep. What we have next is finding the uncle hanging by his neck, yes. the baby gone, and the old man uh, having him, and uh, the, yep. the find out that the paint that he wore on his face was embedded with sensors. Yeah, listening devices. Yes. Um, yep. And um and there's a conversation going back, you know, ass says that they won't, you know, you can't, this won't stand. And the, the other guy says, basically, they're going to condone kidnapping over as opposed to um, blackmail from a spy. So, uh, you know, Ash doesn't have much of a of a, a footing right now to to make this confrontation go his way. Um, yeah, that's and that that's that's a point at which they don't really underline it, but that is a point at which I think both he and Laurel realize how much weaker he makes her. Yes. Yeah. Right. The you know there's really nothing that he can do except hurt her in her her job. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so uh, the Kolsha demands that she sign over control of the 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 empire to him. Like, mm -hmm. what does that contract read? That yes. anybody would ever go, oh, well, you know what? He's got the contract, so I guess he's in charge. Yeah. yeah, yeah Klingons well, yeah. are not going to take a document. No, right? no. You take it by force. She took it by force. 
right, yep. by having a bomb that would blow up their entire mm-hmm. planet. Yeah. So, yeah, so so we kind of drop away from that. He's made his demands, just, mm-hmm. like, a, just like a regular kidnapper. Yep. And we cut back to Burnham's quarters. Tilly walks in on Burnham, mm-hmm. and she's crying. Yeah. Uh, Burnham is crying. Yep. Yeah. And so they have a really interesting moment there because, uh, you know, Burnham basically says, tell me, tell me what's wrong. I need a problem, problem I can solve. Can solve. <laughs> yeah, because you can't solve the Spock one. Right. Yep. And sure enough, they, she does kind of solve it, right? Yep. They get to the point where they realize that May is not a ghost or a hallucination. Yep. She's real. So they take her down to... Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a great line of reasoning, too. It's like... Well, you know, May didn't understand what tears were, and how could that be? If she were a hallucination, you know, from your memories, she'd know all about your emotions. She'd know what that meant. So clearly, yeah, show me a show me a teenage girl who's never cried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that's a good thing, and and uh, and she says, "You don't need sick bay. You need stamps. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yep. this is now looking like a mycel issue. Right? Yep. Yeah. So then we cut back to Laurel and Ash meeting with Colshaw. Mm-hmm. And uh, I looked at this and I was like, they do not look like they're ready to sign. <laughs> no, no, they do not. <laughs> so I got ready for a really good fight scene, and we got one. Yeah. Knife fight. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, we got the 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 uh, yeah, we got the we got the great fight. We got the um uh the um you know they're kicking butt. They're almost one and treachery, the paralyzing ray. Um, right, yeah, cool shot. But I have a note here that says, don't wear a cape to a knife fight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see a cape now, I, I think back to the Incredibles, and I'm uh, like, yes. you know? No capes. <laughs> she really makes a good case there for now. Especially when that one guy gets sucked through the engine of a, of a jetliner jet by his cape. <laughs> yes. No capes. Or gets stuck yeah. on the end of, a, of the pointy end of a, of a missile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so anyway, but uh, yeah, so somehow Ash manages to fight his way through this uh, with, a, I guess these are like mini batleths yeah. um, that they carry and uh, has um, uh, quite quite good success uh, chopping the necks of, uh, of his yeah. enemies yep. and with a little blood spray everywhere. And then, yeah, so then Colshaw uses his magic knife to paralyze both of them. Yeah. And then he stabs... Uh, Ash to uh, for his ink mm-hmm. <laughs> dips uh, Laurel's thumb in that and signs the document. Yeah, uh, and then they are both executed. And I got to say that I was sad to see these characters go. <laughs> yeah, they were both really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. except, <laughs> except not <laughs> that did not happen, and boy, did it not happen in a big way. Yes, uh, because a, a, a an assassin beams in. And just just lays waste to the entire uh, group and uses the magic knife to unparalyze them and uh, it pulls her hood back and it's Georgiou. <laughs> yes, what a reveal! She's yes. back. Yeah, I was like, who could this be? You know, yes. I mean, I was I was literally like, oh man, what is this like going to be like a whole new thread of a story or something? Mm-hmm. You know, but now it's the existing thread because. Um, as she explains, Georgiou is now a security consultant for yes. the Starfleet. And she wants to make Federation. sure that, 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 that Laurel stays in the chancellor's seat. You know, she's basically a, a, a security, a black ops security consultant doing, you know, um, 
uh, nation building behind the scenes. Um, yeah, and then she turns, to, she explains very carefully to Laurel that Ash and the baby make her weak, and she needs to. Can she ask? Can you kill them? Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> and then and, we cut. <laughs> yeah, well, she makes the you know all the males assume that it's Ash making the call because right. all the male Klingons they just can't fathom a female Klingon being in a position of power. Mm -hmm. um, and that, yeah, is liability, and she's not giving uh, Lorella a choice. Um, no, she asks if, if she can kill them, and when Lorel says, I would I would kill you if you tried, and mm -hmm. she kind of smiles, and you're like, oh, crap, you know? And yeah. then we cut away. We cut yeah, it's like, okay, what's going to happen? Yeah, yes. and um, so... Oh, and, and then was, one of my favorite lines in this show was uh, the, Ash is holding the baby, I think, or may, maybe it's Laurel's holding the baby. Yeah. And Georgie kind of makes a you know weird look, and she goes, children are parasites. <laughs> I, I had to hire someone to feed mine so I could get anything done. <laughs> Laurel yeah. says, I will consider your advice. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely hilarious! Such good writing, but yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, we're so back it to turns out that whoever uh, the emperor works for now, they have a vested interest in seeing that she remain chancellor, and they're willing to do anything to make sure that that happens. And they leave us feeling like the emperor may kill both Ash and the baby. Yeah, right. Now, I don't, I don't think anybody really believed that because it's a Star Trek show, but. You know, we've seen some weird stuff in this Star Trek show, especially over in the Terran universe, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, so it was it was a little bit a uh, little bit iffy there. Was we we cut back to uh, uh, Tilly being uh, scanned? Yeah, Saru still pushing for her. You know, still believes in her. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they yeah they discover that she's hosting an organism. Um, you know, it's interesting to me because um, Saru began the series a little bit. Well, very prickly. Yes. Right. This was not a guy who you got a lot of support from, right? Mm -hmm. He was uh, grouchy when he wasn't quiet, right? Yeah. And he um, he had that experience on the planet with the giant antenna, mm -hmm. right? And I feel like in the same way that Stamets was changed by bonding with the Mycelial Network, mm -hmm. Uh, he was changed by bonding with the plant life or the, I guess, the, the Gaian the life. Eco on ecosystem, that, yeah. Yeah, on the entire ecosystem. Yep. And he seems to be a more open uh, person now. Yes. Right? Well, he certainly, certainly is being much more emotionally supportive of, of Tilly and Burnham and, you know, just the whole, um, this whole situation. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think a lot of it had to do, well, I don't know, but a lot of it had to do with the fact that uh, he felt that Burnham had gotten Georgiou killed. Yep. Yes. Right? But he was, they were not friends before that. If you remember, they, oh, yeah. they were number one and number two on the bridge, and they were basically constantly at each other's throats, idea-wise, right? Yeah, well, and Saru thought that she was blocking him from advancing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, uh, so he that. has, yeah, he's he's become self-actualized in a better way. I don't know if that's just, uh, you know, the writing sort of catching up with the acting or something, but he's mm -hmm. become a much more empathetic character and, and much more fun to watch. Yes, much more interesting, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. The the guy who plays him, Doug Jones, is is just amazing. Uh, he plays, I, I, think he's, I think I've seen him once when he wasn't wearing full-body makeup, 
but he he's uh, he does all of these characters that are very physically strange, right? Mm-hmm. He was the the fish man right. uh, in the movie about fish man sex, whatever that was yeah. called. And uh, and then in the first Hellboy, he played a character who lived in water and had giant oh, yeah. lenses for eyes and stuff. Yep. That was also Doug Jones. So he 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 has this incredible ability to emote with his body. Right, mm-hmm. almost like a dancer. He's he's yep. extremely good. I really, well, I just really, really like like whenever you see Saru walking down the hall from the back, his arms are waving back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is it's just a completely unnatural motion for someone right. walking. Well, our move, our arms move forward and backward, and you know, mm-hmm. counterbalance to our um, uh, our gait. But his are back and forth. It's just it's just so cool. It's just yeah, and he, just he's, so alien enough to. Yeah, it really, it really is. That's exactly the word I was looking for. He, when he speaks, he strikes a sort of a pose, mm-hmm. right? Almost like a Japanese no theater type type thing, you know. And it's it's very mannered. It's it's he's very good, and 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 he just is the best alien, right? Yeah. You don't you don't even think about him being a man in a suit, mm-hmm. right? He yeah. he seems like a fully realized he's alien. Sold it. He's he's completely mm-hmm. sold that character. Yeah, it's. Good. Yeah, so they 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 scan and they figure out that she has a fungal infection yeah. from from the mycelial well, network, multidimensional fungal parasite. Yeah. Yes, uh, and because it, it it infected her uh, when they flew through the um, mycelial ball. Yes. Uh, oh, that reminds me of Lucille Ball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's mycelial sphere. Yeah. Uh, in the Terran universe, and it's just been working through her, and it. Yeah, they, well, they, they they show the little fungal the little fungal mm-hmm. thing dropping onto her, and um, yeah, and yeah. So then this surprised me because a lot of times problems like this in Star Trek become a whole B plot. Right? Yeah. How are we going to save Tilly from the fungal infection? But not this time. <laughs> Stan just grabs this machine, turns it on, and it just jerks this, this, this thing. This is gonna out. hurt. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and uh, yes, sucks uh, that sucker out, man. Yeah, and it's uh, looks like a giant tumor. Basically, yeah, it's big too. It's yeah. not like just a little thing. Yeah, um, and it turns out that she was looking for Stamets. That was the blonde, shorter yes. pilot. Yes. Uh, probably because she wants to get back to her universe or something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yes. So they they pull it out, um, and they lock it in a force field. Force field. And yeah. back to the Klingons. Yeah, and that's that's it. That's really what we see. And I'm like, yep. well, oh, okay. Well, this is gonna this is gonna carry on for a while. The May subplot's gonna be a little bit more extensive. That's gonna mm-hmm. be good. It'd be very interesting to see what that thing wants. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, then we cut back to Laurel, oh, which is this is just a great scene. This is one of the great scenes. I was completely confused. She she <laughs> yeah. stands up there and she says, "Ash was a traitor. He called Starfleet, uh-huh. uh, and uh, he it was a traitor to me. And and uh, it doesn't matter that we had a child together." Yep. And then she holds up his head. Head. <laughs> yes, right. right. And, and then she says, "He murdered our son," and he holds up. The baby's head. Baby's head. Yes. yes. And I was like, what is happening? Oh, man. And then I realized what was happening when she lionized uh, Kashol, whatever his name is, yeah. um, as the the hero who gave his life saving uh, 
Laurel mm-hmm. uh, from this assassin yes. who killed her son, and and it was just a brilliant stroke of of diplomacy to bring all the houses together because now they have a cause they can rally around mm-hmm. that is Klingon. Yeah. Yep. And but then we get the great call me mother. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. oh, because really, I mean, you think about it. If there's one woman that misogynists respect. Mm-hmm. It's their mother. Yes. Right. And and a lot of misogynists come from a kind of matriarchal family, you know, where mm-hmm. the, the mother is sort of dominant, right? Yep. And and so that's that is perfect. Don't call me chancellor. Call me mother. And yeah. I just I started clapping. That yeah. was so good. Yeah. That was just really good. Yes. They because really... they had really spun out a problem yes. with the Klingons, right? It was mm-hmm. like there's no way these twenty four houses are going to get together, and and support a woman. You know, who um, uh, basically only got there because of the torchbearer. Who's who's torchbearer is half human (laughs) and who has a child with this half human. It's like, oh, you did all the wrong things. Right. Um, Yeah. So there was really nothing going on there. And she did a great job of seizing the moment. And of course, it sounds like this was what Georgiou had in mind, right? Yes. Because we then cut to a uh, Section 31 ship. Uh, and if anybody who's watched uh, TNG uh, or Deep Space Nine knows about Section 31. Yeah. And they're sort of the CIA of, mm-hmm. uh, of the Federation. Black Ops. And, yeah. 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 And, uh, of course, this would be exactly where someone like Georgiou, who's a complete sociopath, <laughs> yes. would, would land, right? Because they would be looking for her kind of person. Yes, with her kind of, uh, with her particular set of skills. There's a there's a funny little nuanced scene here though, uh, when uh, Ash, who's holding the baby, mm-hmm. uh, catches her smiling at the baby. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And she quickly wipes the smile off her face, you know, and yep. and uh, they have a really interesting, uh, you know, um, situation here because Tyler is giving up his child. Yeah to a planet of uh, to a monastery yep. essentially and and well, the, the followers child, of Kalish yeah yeah will never know his father or his mother yep no one will ever know who who his parents are because they can't yep. if anybody knows then they you know it would it would destroy her Laurel's rule but it mm-hmm. would also mean that uh, the killers would never stop looking yes. for yep. ash and the, yep. and the baby so uh, yeah, so yes, so the child goes to the monastery, and the, but at least he'll be safe, um, you know, which is what Ash committed to. Uh, and then we get the great uh, the, um, Georgia offers Ash a spot on the uh, in yeah her recruitment 31. speech. <laughs> yes, you kind of work on that recruitment speech, but yeah. uh, yeah. just don't give me notes. He's in. Yes. That's a, that's a really good line. Don't give me notes. Uh, yeah, because she really just paints it as, hey, you know, freaks are more fun. <laughs> this is, right. You should come stay work with us because yeah. we're all weirdos. <laughs> yeah. With no place, with no place. Yeah, no so place. now it looks like Ash Tyler is going to work for Section 31, which gives the writers a way to bring him back whenever they want. Yep, yep. And that's good. And mm-hmm. uh, we have solved the Laurel situation. She's yes. now unified control. And uh, so what we have hanging are Spock and the red, the red, uh, the red bursts, bursts. 
and, and uh, May the, and or Tilly Tilly's um, uh, fungal infection <laughs> named Hank, May named May. <laughs> I don't usually name my fungal infections. My infections. But, <laughs> yes, so that's good. That that was this was just a really good episode. Uh, moved fast. It was very entertaining. Made yep. some really good story headway and left some some interesting directions for us. And then they had a, a preview again mm-hmm. uh, that I hadn't seen this one and, and a lot of really interesting stuff going yes, on. So. Coming up soon. Yeah. Yes. So that's that's Yeah, exciting. we're not done we're not done with the fungal infection yet. That's for sure. Oh, I didn't think we were. I yeah, yeah there there's a there's a, a cut scene or a quick cut in the the previews of Tilly being swallowed by something and I <laughs> yes. can only imagine that that's the fungal <laughs> infection. So yes. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, it was very good. Looking yep. forward to next week. Yeah, it was a great it was a great episode. Um, I guess that's we it. Tr- yeah, I think that's it. I, that is it. We did we did it, and we will do it again next week. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Yep. Uh, Night, everybody. Bye.